0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, Episode 2. It's the weekend of June the 3rd, and uh, not too much new going on in uh, the world of wrestling this week. Uh, First of all, I want to apologize for the sound quality of last week's show. Uh, Apparently I had some microphone issues, but uh, I should have those fixed by now. Uh, You'll probably pick up all the background noise in my house with this new mic that I'm using, but uh, better that than having to blast yourself out of the room. By turning your volume all the way up so hopefully everything works out a little better this week and uh yeah like i said not too much new going on in the world of wrestling this week uh last week was a uh, holiday week so uh, nothing real big going on on raw or smackdown to advance any storylines too much um you know, i know that there, there was some people online complaining about the uh about raw and the whole food fight thing with the tag teams And, you know, like I said last week, WWE has to cater to such a wide audience because they are so mainstream, you know, so that's something that was purely meant to be entertaining. It was meant, you know, I mean, it made me laugh. I thought it was funny. So, uh, you know, you have to to think about a while back, say, in the Attitude Era, WWE catered mostly to... uh, You know, the 18 to 25 year old male with the the content and everything. Well, you have to figure now that audience is a little bit older, has kids of their own, you know, so they basically just got to, like I said, they have to serve such a wide mainstream audience. You're going to still get the wrestling product, but you're going to get a lot of the uh, entertainment type deals, too. Uh, as far as SmackDown, again, I know there was a lot of people complaining that they you didn't get the uh, the one-on-one match with Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe that everybody was looking forward to. I myself was looking forward to it, um, but you know, big cast got thrown in there, and made it a triple threat. I I just kind of look at it as you know WWE probably wants to save that one-on-one match for a bigger bigger time, like you know maybe SummerSlam, uh, something like that, because that's definitely a big money match and. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it as it's just a matter of hey, they don't want to give that one away for free because that's going to be, you know, a huge match just like uh, AJ and Nakamura. Uh, one interesting thing that did happen this week is uh, Nick Aldis, the NWA World Champion, officially accepted Cody Rhodes' challenge for uh, for All In, with uh, the condition that Cody Rhodes has to win. The ring of honor world title and put that belt on the line as well make it a uh, title for title match so of course cody does have a title match coming up at the end of this month against dalton castle uh also with marty Scurll in uh, in that match as well uh so definitely definitely interested in seeing how that one comes out i think a uh ring of honor versus nwa world title match at all in would uh definitely be huge so i'm, I'm wondering if they're actually looking at possibly uh, unifying those two titles at least for a little while uh, let one person hold on to both of them it would definitely be a uh, uh, definitely be big for the NWA to get uh, you know to elevate them a little bit more um, which is something that Billy Corrigan has definitely been doing since he took over the NWA. He's definitely been building it up uh, to make it a uh, to make it mean something again, which I think is really cool because the NWA Championship is the oldest championship in wrestling. Uh, and you know, I uh, I always hated that it kind of just kind of fell by the wayside and didn't mean as much as it used to, and now it's starting to be built back up. So I'm pretty excited about that, but. Uh, the topic on my show this week is how much is too much when it comes to the WWE and I'm talking about pay-per-views, championships, uh, television, you know, how, how much is too much? I mean, if you uh, look at pay-per-views, you know, typically we started, started off with the big four. Obviously, WrestleMania was the first one. Few years later, they added in Survivor Series and SummerSlam and Royal Rumble, and you had just those four for a while. And now it's like you get at least one every month. And every year, right now, WWE is running between 12 and 16 pay per views a year. Um, just last year in 2017, they ran 16 pay per views. That to me is a lot. It gets to the point where you know, pay per views used to be special, that was like the big payoff for all the uh, uh, all the rivalries that were going on. And things like that. That's where you saw, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. That's where you saw Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy, Hogan and the Warrior. Uh, obviously Hogan a lot in the early days because he wasn't on TV every week on Superstars or All Star Wrestling or whatever, you know, weekly show WWE had at the time. And uh, now there's just so many pay-per-views out there, and it, they just they don't feel special anymore. Really is what it, my take on it. And you know, I I'm sure everybody has their own opinions, their own ideas. I mean, mine. And again, this is just my own opinion. I'm not saying I know better than Vince McMahon. I mean, obviously, you know, their stock prices are higher than they've ever been. So he's obviously doing something right. He's got, you know, the audience that uh, that he wants, and he's got however many millions of people tuning in every week, and you know, going to have his his show now on on uh, network television come next year. So obviously they're doing something right. Uh, this is just, you know, one wrestling fan's opinion of just what I think would be cool, what I think would be would make it special, and, you know, what pay-per-views were originally meant to be. I mean, for me, you, you stick with the big four, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, and then you add two more. You have six pay-per-views a year, that's it, every other month. The two that I personally would add are, I would bring back King of the Ring, and I would keep Money in the Bank. And the way that I look at it is every pay-per-view has championship implications for the next, so to speak. Uh, Obviously, the Royal Rumble, you know, pretty much keep it as is, the winner of the Rumble gets that main event spot at WrestleMania for the championship, Uh, King of the Ring. You know, the winner of the King of the Ring tournament gets that championship match at SummerSlam. Um, Money in the Bank, obviously, you know, that can be cashed in any time. That's always kind of a cool thing to see, you know, when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, who's going to be the champion, when it gets cashed in, and things like that. Uh, And then Survivor Series, I would go back to the original format of, you know, 5 against 5. doesn't necessarily have to be Raw versus SmackDown, but, like, use it to... You know, either advance or close out whatever big rivalries are going on. Like right now, just for example, you've got AJ and Nakamura in a big rivalry. Well, you have AJ put together a five-man team, you have Nakamura put together a five-man team. You know, like that, or uh, Charlotte and Carmella. You know, no titles, nothing like that, just strictly, you know, grudge matches, bragging rights, however you want to say it. So that's, that's my take on pay-per-views. Then, you know throw in maybe quarterly uh, either like a Saturday night's main event clash of the champions whatever you want to call it just or like a network special something like that uh, you know like I said quarterly like four times a year so right there you know and leave it at that so you've got six pay-per-views four quarterly specials and that's you know that's it as far as your big payoff shows uh, because I mean that's not even including the the NXT takeovers. You throw those in, you know, with the like I said in 2017 there were 16 WWE pay-per-views. You throw in the net, uh, the uh, NXT specials, you're looking at over 20 special events. So not quite a, so special, you know. But uh, like I said, that's just my take. You know, I I. Uh, It kind of goes back a little bit old school, but not so far back to where you just got WrestleMania and then that's it. You know what I mean? So uh, that's my take as far as pay per views. Another area where WWE seems to kind of overdo it a little bit, kind of oversaturation for me, is uh, championships. Right now, between WWE and NXT, there are 14 different titles in WWE seems like a lot i mean i understand raw and smackdown each have their own titles and then nxt has its own titles and then you've got uh of course 205 live with the cruiserweight title it's just uh you know i would i'd like to see it condensed down a little bit um you know the original uh, brand split when they did it back in the day uh you had your world champions that could go from show to show i kind of like that idea for today, the you know the world champion, the women's champion, and the tag team champions, let them go back and forth between shows, so that those titles are a little more, a little more special, a little more coveted. However you want to say it. Uh, so this way, you know, they just uh, you'll still see the champion more frequently than you do, say, a Brock Lesnar. But uh, you know, I'd like to see just a world heavyweight champion, a women's world champion one set of tag team champions, and then, you know, kind of leave the U.S. title and the IC title on Raw and SmackDown, respectively, to uh, basically let let those guys be your number one contender, so to speak. You know, those are the guys that can go after the champion, or those are kind of like your top guys that are exclusive to those particular shows, while the world champions are are more free agents. Um, With NXT, NXT, I think, is... Pretty good where it's at as far as, you know, they've got their top champion, uh, the North American champion. Not real fond of the name of that title, but I, I like that they have a secondary title now. Uh, but you got your, your top champion, your North American champion, your tag champs, and your women's champ. So NXT, I'd I leave alone as far as the titles go, unless you're going to start treating it as a true third brand, which I don't think WWE is planning on doing anytime soon. Um, you know, it's kind of a separate uh, own entity right now. Uh, it's probably going to stay that way. I don't think you're going to see people jumping from uh, SmackDown or Raw back to NXT, although uh, Ty Dillinger and uh, The Revival and I guess a couple other people have gone back to NXT in the last few weeks, so I don't know if they're just kind of testing the waters to start treating NXT as a third viable brand on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I guess we just have to wait and see, but for, for the time being, I like the the four titles that NXT has, I just think on the up on the main roster, you know, there's just too much. the The championships just don't seem to have as much prestige uh, as as they used to when you had one world champion, one set of tag champions, that kind of thing. Um, actually, NXT, I guess you could say, has five titles because the UK title is defended more so in NXT than uh, uh, well, I don't think it's ever been defended on the main roster. It's more so NXT and uh, and uh, the indies in the UK, so, but again, you know, I think, uh, I think NXT is good as far as the title picture, unless they are going to start treating it as a third brand. And then you've got the, uh, the cruiserweight title, which I, you know, I do like that to kind of showcase the, uh, the smaller guys, the, the high flyers and things like that. So basically I'm talking about dropping three championships of the 14 that they have now, uh, so that's uh, that's kind of how I feel about the title picture. Going back to, uh, not really back to pay-per-views, but along the same lines as the pay-per-views, something else that you uh, kind of tend to see a lot of are what I call specialty matches. With that, uh, not, I don't mean see a lot of, but a lot of them have their own pay-per-views now, like TLC and uh, Elimination Chamber and Extreme Rules and things like that. You know, use, use those matches sparingly. Sprinkle them throughout the uh, the other pay-per-views. I don't think you need an entire pay-per-view of, you know, Hell in a Cell or Elimination Chamber or things like that. It doesn't need its own pay-per-view. Use those for, like, the big money payoff rivalries. You know, some you know guys are in a program for three, four months, like AJ and Nakamura. Use that Hell in a Cell as a payoff at, you know, like, SummerSlam or something. Uh, same thing with, like, Elimination Chamber. You know, you've got five different guys that think they have a claim to the title. Okay, well, there's a title match coming up at at King of the Ring. We're going to do it in, a, in an Elimination Chamber. Things like that. And then, you know, same thing with, like, uh, you know, I'd love to see them do War Games again. I thought the War Games pay-per-view last year for NXT was spectacular. Um, I, I'd like to see it more traditional like the old school war games with the the roof on top of the cage but then i guess it does kind of restrict some of the guys who like to do some of the high flying stuff uh, because that was always an issue back in the day with wcw Uh, it did cause some injuries in in the early days of war games having that top on the cage because it was so low uh you know guys would try to do some more of the aerial type maneuvers and end up getting hurt i know in the very first one jj dillon uh, separated his shoulder because uh, the road warriors tried to do their uh, their finisher on him. and they weren't able to set it up correctly. and just I guess the way that uh, the way that he landed causes causes his uh, shoulder to separate. So I, I can see why they left the uh, the top off of the cage because it does kind of restrict the movement in there and can be a, a, a bit dangerous. Um, but same thing with like triple threat matches and fatal four ways and five ways and six pack challenges you know, so they save those for you know for uh to make just to make them make them a little more special. That's my whole thing. It's like it doesn't uh you know, a lot of the pay-per-views and a lot of the big time matches don't feel quite as special as you as most people think they should. Um and again, this isn't you know, this isn't a criticism of WWE. Like I said, they're obviously doing something right because they're making money hand over fist. This is just one one wrestling fan's opinion of uh, you know what I think would be cool, what I would like to see, but uh, you know who who am I? What do I know? But um, you know another another area where I, I know a lot of people have an issue is uh, how much television WWE does right now. I mean you look at a typical week just at their in ring product, you've got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, an hour of NXT, and an hour of Two Hundred Five Live. So you know, you're talking seven seven hours a week of original TV, and that you know in and of itself is daunting. I mean, you know, you look at the look at the people that just write a, a half hour sitcom and how hard they have to work every week, and they actually have off seasons and things like that. You know, imagine how hard it is for for WWE writers to come up with this much television every single week of the year, you know, 52 weeks a year. So it's it's got to be a daunting task. I mean, I, I would like to see Raw go back to two hours, just because, I just because <laughs> I mean three hours is a lot. I know I've heard multiple people say you know coming up with three hours of original programming every single week is just mind blowing. Um, and then as far as like 205 Live, I I I like the idea of Cruiserweights having their own show. But, you know, maybe work those guys into Raw and SmackDown, you know, kind of like they used to do on Nitro. They would, you know, open uh, the second hour of every show with a cruiserweight match. But, uh, again, you know, it's just my, my own personal opinion. I'm not trying to pick the product apart or anything like that. I, you know, I love the fact that I can see wrestling uh, WWE, you know, almost every day of the week. So it's definitely, you know, I definitely don't have a problem with it. I just think that, you know, me personally, I would tweak it here and there. But again, that's just me. Um, you know, another thing going back to the pay-per-views is the length of the pay-per-views. Now, from what uh, I've read in, online and dirt sheets, things like that, who knows how, how much truth there is in it. But, uh, you know, all signs seem to be pointing to it. Most pay-per-views now are going to be going to four hours Uh, And that's just the main show. So you figure, I mean, look at this past WrestleMania. It was, what was it, seven? It was a seven-hour show, including the the pre-show. That, to me, is crazy. By the time it was over with, I mean, I know I had a WrestleMania party here at the house, and, I mean, people were leaving, you know, before, way before it was over with, you know, because you figure it's on a Sunday, people have to go to work the next day, things like that. And I'm sure the people in the arena were just exhausted themselves, let alone how the wrestlers had to feel. You know, uh, thinking about, like, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, who were in that main event, you figure they were probably at that arena around noon, and they didn't get in the ring until after 10 o'clock at night. So that's that's got to be rough on them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, pay-per-views right now run anywhere from three to seven hours, and they're talking about making all of the main cards Four hours long. Uh, To me, that's just—I mean—that's too much. Not like I'm not going to sit there and watch it, because I am, and I understand. You know, they want to try to get as many people on those pay-per-views as they can, uh, because I mean, those are—you know—those are big paydays for these guys, especially WrestleMania. So you know, you know, they want to—they want to try to show showcase as much talent as they can in every pay-per-view and get those guys all the paydays that they can get. Because you know, I mean, say what you want about Vince, he does take care of his people you know financially so you know you can't uh, can't really complain too much about that but it just seems you know it just seems like like i said the whole point of the show how much is too much you know you're doing 12 to 16 pay-per-views a year between three and seven hours a pop it's just it's crazy it's uh it's kind of wwe overload i guess you know and that's just again that's just the main roster you're not even including the uh, the nxt takeover specials which again you know those to me are when it comes to pay-per-views are pretty much perfect you've got an hour kickoff show you've got a two two to three hour main card usually about two and a half and that that is perfect i've never seen a bad nxt takeover i've never had any complaints about an nxt takeover never sat here saying oh my god when is this going to end So, I mean, Triple H with NXT is definitely, you know, he's definitely got, I think, his finger on the pulse of the fans and what they want to see. But again, that's the the hardcore wrestling fans. You know, I I don't think that could 100% carry over to the main WWE product because they do have to serve such a wide audience because it is a more mainstream product that does not just cater to your hardcore wrestling fans like myself so like I said all this is just my own uh, my own opinions and do with it what you will (laughs) but I think that's about all I've got for this week I know it's kind of a short short show but I've got uh, definitely got some good ones coming up Um, don't want to give away too much but uh, I can tell you one thing I've got coming up I'm gonna have a uh, guest on the show, not at any WWE guys or any wrestlers. It's gonna be a buddy of mine, but uh, gonna have a guest on the show. We're gonna do a little debating, uh, you know, about uh, just different, uh, different opinions, different favorites, likes, dislikes, things like that. Uh, should be a lot of fun. It'll definitely that'll definitely be a bit of a longer episode, but uh, until then, you know, like I said, I've got some. Uh, I think I've got some pretty cool shows planned. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, YouTube, Podbean, uh, any way you can. Just go search uh, "catch, hook, and shoot." Make sure you put the comma between "catch" and "hook," because I found out myself searching for the show that sometimes it won't come up if you leave that out. So, catch, comma, hook, and shoot. And uh, so, yeah, give us give us a follow. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email anytime at, uh, catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, um, like I said, always welcome opinions, questions, comments. Uh, you like the show, you hate the show, make sure you tell your friends about it, family, any wrestling fans you might know, hell, tell your enemies about it. If you, if you think the show sucks, tell your enemies, make them watch it. I don't, you know, whatever. Just, uh, tell somebody, help me get some word of mouth going and, uh, So yeah, I guess I will talk to you guys next week, and until then, have fun.